You are listening to Reach MDXM233, the channel for medical professionals, and we're talking about giving patients the pink slip, firing unreasonable patients from your practice. As a good friend who's a gardener once said to me, if you clean out the weeds, the roses look even more wonderful. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, your host, and with us today is Dr. Ken Beer, a dermatologist in private practice in Palm Beach, Florida, who's spoken extensively on this subject at medical practice management courses. Welcome, Ken. Thank you, and thank you for having me. Let's talk, first of all, why we should fire patients. Well, why shouldn't you is a better reason why. I mean, I guess from a business perspective, obviously, we don't want to fire all of our patients. And from a professional perspective and personal perspective, we certainly don't want to fire the ones that we enjoy our interactions with or the ones that need our services. However, there are people, and you know, two seconds before this interview, we just had a pair of them who are overtly demanding and unreasonable, and their efforts to consume your time are disproportionate to the amount that they really need, and they can wear you down as a physician and as a person. And I think really make the practice of medicine difficult for you and in turn difficult for the other vast majority of patients who really appreciate your time and skill. Let's talk about the kinds of patients that specifically that we should fire and when. Give us a list. My list is pretty extensive. For instance, the simple type of patient that just refuses to pay their bill, not from any financial hardship, but rather because they just can't be bothered. You're not important enough to them. And unfortunately, they only care about you when they need something urgently or emergently. And so in my practice early on, you know, when I had just finished my residency at University of Chicago, I was actually amazed that people would come to the office, be seen, spend a lot of time, incur debt, and then get to the front desk and say, no, I'm not going to pay. You can bill my insurance, and if they pay, they pay. If they don't, they don't. So, you know, those types of patients are difficult to keep in a practice because your staff will spend a lot of time chasing them, and it's just not worth the aggravation because they clearly do not value your time or services. So financial is one reason. And again, for indigent patients or patients that have trouble making ends meet, totally a different story. I will gladly reduce my prices, but I refuse to be the last on the list of priorities for somebody that can get their nails done three times a week. In other words, you want to choose your own charity. That is correct. That's a very concise and good way of putting it. Another type of patient that needs to go is the type of patient that we just got rid of about five minutes ago, and that is a patient who demanded to be seen because of a quote-unquote emergency and came into the office during a very busy day, and we were happy to accommodate them. However, when we accommodate these types of people, we explain to them that they will need to be fit in between people that have scheduled appointments months before. This individual had a temper tantrum because somebody with a regularly scheduled cosmetic appointment was seen before them and started to yell that if they weren't seen immediately, they would take their business elsewhere. In my estimation, if they want to take their business elsewhere and are threatening, then it's perfectly acceptable for me to allow them to do that. And I will send them a note saying, 
please, it doesn't seem like this is a good fit because clearly your actions speak to the fact that you don't want to be in this practice and we're happy to accommodate you. So we'll fire them too. I've noticed on that that I say no good deed goes unpunished every time we, or very often when we let a patient in for an emergency, they're the first ones who complain and ask about being seen right away. It's it's kind of funny. Yeah, we've had that. And, you know, I think every one of us in medicine went into medicine to help people. And to this day, no matter how busy and how much dermatology and cosmetic work I have, when somebody really needs help, be it a laceration or a rash or some mold that they're terrified is melanoma, my staff will usually respond by saying, listen, just come over. And obviously that plays havoc with the schedule. But we tell people it's a two-edged sword. We will do our best to take care of you, but we can't run on time. And either that is or is not a good fit for you. But we've had some people that have just made absolutely unreasonable demands. And it's very difficult to take care of the rest of the patients that really need your time and attention and be in a pretty good spirit if some you know, small minority of patients is wearing you down. I think what you said here is just key, too, about your own spirit. It's about if you're getting stressed out by that one patient, you're going to reflect that on the rest of your patients for the rest of the day. I think that's a very valid point. And unfortunately, I've spoken to a lot of colleagues in dermatology and other specialties as well, and they're frankly worn down by the aggravation of dealing with insurance companies. And then to deal with patients that don't really want to be there but are, you know, at best you know, marginal, and then have aggravation from them, I think it just is, is too stressful for the physician. And I think that that plays out. And, you know, the rest of the patients in the practice will bear the brunt of it. And I don't think that's fair for the patients. You are listening to Reach MDXM 233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, your host. And with us today is Dr. Ken Beer, who's a dermatologist in Palm Beach, Florida. And we're talking about firing or getting rid of difficult patients, getting them out of your practice. Give us another example, if you would, Ken, about a patient who should be fired. We have a staff of about nine in my practice, and there are patients that have shown up and been, if not abusive, then sort of inappropriate to some of the female members of the staff. And we'll give them a pretty decent warning, but sometimes if they persist and are inappropriate, they have to go. And they have to go because, number one, they pose a risk to the practice for all kinds of hostile workplace environment litigation. They will also undermine your ability to have any sort of staff morale, so they have to go. Another type of patient that we will fire grudgingly is the patient that simply is non-compliant. So if we have somebody that doesn't respond to numerous efforts to have a skin cancer treated or a condition monitored and simply just doesn't care and poses a risk to themselves, we will send them a certified letter asking them to comply with the therapy outline. And if they don't, we'll send them another certified letter saying that it seems like they are not willing to follow the advice of the practice. We'll give them 30 days to find a physician that they can comply with. Because they pose a risk to you professionally. They will come back after a condition has degenerated, typically beyond the point of salvage, and then you could be responsible for the outcome. You know, in addition to that, 
you have the professional liability, and then you'll have to deal with the sort of reputation issues of having somebody that has a you know really bad outcome despite your best efforts. So we try and encourage people to take care of themselves, and if they won't, and they're just simply not going to follow any instructions, we'll refer them to another practice. All right. Even if it's their responsibility, you still bear the brunt of that. Let's go back a step, if you would, with staff. I think it's very key, and I have told patients in my office that I can afford to lose a patient long before I can afford to lose that staff member. I think it's important that they know that. Let me ask you an off-the-wall question before we even get into the mechanics of this. If you fire a patient, even if you follow all the legal guidelines that we're going to talk about, can't they still cause trouble by writing to the State Medical Society or writing to your hospital? I mean, how do you handle that? It's a calculated risk that you have to measure on an individual basis. One patient that we fired was an attorney who, after sitting in the office again for more than 30 minutes. So, you know, obviously it was a disproportionate amount of time that we would not like to see our patients wait. But there was a significant problem that a patient presented with that was totally unexpected and it just messed up the schedule. He walked into the room and said to me, I'm going to bill you for my time since you obviously don't value it and proceeded to degenerate from there. And I said to him, you know what, this is not going to be a productive interaction. Do yourself and me a favor and just find another physician. And we let him know that there are ample opportunities to find somebody competent in this community. He sent back a threatening letter that he was reporting me to the state medical society, the county medical society, and that I should be prepared for the full extent of you know legal repercussions for my firing of him. And he had never been so affronted in his you know professional career. And I sent him a note back saying, thank you for your letter, and I want you to be aware that all of his hostility and all of his swearing during the course of his wait and all of his absolute confronting of my staff was documented. My staff is pretty good at this. So we have incident reports, and each of the members of my staff documented his swearing and his belligerence towards them. So we had three separate places where his behavior was documented. And I sent him a note back saying that I was sure that he would proceed and that in the course of that evaluation to present my side of the story, which is difficult because of patient confidentiality, I would be able to submit my staff incident reports of his behavior and that we would have to see how it played out. Unfortunately, because of HIPAA laws and other confidentiality, patients can do a variety of things to physicians, and the physician's hands are tied. So it's important to document to the extent that you can and to have your staff document contemporaneously with any potential patient firing. Let's underline this because this is key because I'm hearing it for the first time. Your staff documentation is exempt from HIPAA regulations, or is that what you're saying? Correct. We have incident reports, and we try and make sure that if something is not going the way it should be, that we try and document it. And one of my employees is a notary public, so we'll notarize it, and we'll make sure that we have contemporaneous evaluations of what transpired. We also employ a separate risk management company, and if things are really sort of out of the scale of normal, we'll notify them and get an idea from them of what their estimation is. But frankly, I don't remember the last time I did that. 
But you have to make sure that in your employees' reports that there's no medical information there so that it's exempt from HIPAA. Correct. So in this instance, his behavior was so outrageously aggressive and belligerent that other patients in the waiting room were commenting. And, you know, we wrote down the names of those patients because in most practices, myself included, patients aren't transient. And after you know them for five or 10 years, you know, they're friends. So in in a situation like this, they will come to your aid. I want to thank Dr. Ken Beer, who's been with us today, sharing how and why we should and can terminate the doctor-patient relationship with those few bad apples in our practices. I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on Reach MDXM 233 the channel for medical professionals. The staff at ReachMDXM are here for you the physicians who care for your patients. We value your questions and welcome suggestions for future shows. Send your email to xm at reachmd.com, and we truly thank you for listening.